Freestyle Travel. Hey, everybody. This is the Freestyle Travel Show. I am your host, Kenny Flannery, and I am in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Last episode, about a month ago, I was in Whitefish, Montana, so I've covered a fair bit of ground since then. All kinds of stuff has taken place. I got a whole bunch of stories, a whole bunch of hitchhiking stuff. I got a, an update on the whole mystery of the blackout uh, with the sake and losing my stuff. Amazingly, I thought that last episode sort of summed it up, and that was the end, and the mysteries that remained would remain forever, but amazingly, I have an update on that. Uh, we'll get to that. If you haven't heard that episode, I'll, I'll kind of recap it a little bit just to let you know, or you can just go back and listen to that first. Um, yeah, I got a truck driver telling me about people eating uh, babies and stuff, you know, drinking their blood. That's pretty crazy, but uh, that happened. <laughs> so I got people who picked me up for rides that were supposed to be 30 minutes that turned into uh, multiple days. Uh, got some Denver, got some Salt Lake, got some Idaho. I got all kinds of all kinds of places I've been, friends I've seen, new friends I've made. You know how it goes. Good times on the road, as always. So that's what I'm going to catch you up on in this episode. It's been fun. I'm here in Minneapolis uh, visiting my friend Nick, guy I met up in Alaska back in 2008. Uh, real good friend, catching up with him. Some twists and turns, been going a uh, real day-to-day lately. The past few months, actually, has been like a lot of uh, wake up in the morning, decide where I want to go, or think I'm going somewhere one day, and then the next day I'm like, ah, a totally different direction. So there's some of that in here, too. Thought I would, was going to wind up in Albuquerque for a little bit change directions, all kinds of stuff. So let me jump into all that, uh, and I will start with uh, where I left you off last time, in Whitefish, Montana. Here we go. All right, you guys. Yeah, Whitefish, Montana. So last episode, I was telling you about the mystery and of the sake and all that, and how it uh, blacked out on sake and was missing some things and woke up in this woman's yard and was confused and cops got involved and uh, it was all very bizarre. Never found my stuff, never found out what the deal was, whether I'd left it at these dudes' place who'd like taken me in for the night or whether I'd left it in this woman's house, which I'd never been in her house, and then left her a note thinking I was in her house, which freaked her out, which caused her to call the police, blah, blah, blah. You might have heard the story. <laughs> uh... And that put me in Whitefish, Montana, with um, someone who's going to come up here later in this story, actually. Uh, someone who picked me up hitchhiking back in 2012, thereabouts, um, and offered to let me crash with him and the family for the night. And then I saw him again a little later that year or the next year. And anyways, he followed me on Instagram and saw that I was in Whitefish and he was road tripping and uh, with his wife and... Invited me to come chill for the night, drink some beers, and I crashed in there on the couch in their hotel room. And they took off super early to get back on the road, and I kind of took advantage of the room to record the last episode of the podcast before uh, checkout time or whatever. Uh, so if you heard the last episode, you know all that already, but uh, just catching you up. So that's where I was, and then I decided I was going to hitchhike to Sandpoint, Idaho. So finish up the episode got on the road, started walking, uh, hitched on down to Sandpoint, got a cool ride that day from a guy, he, uh, spent over a year, like, uh, with his girlfriend riding horses all throughout the West, 
Like they each had two horses and they had a pack mule and they were just cruising around, pick up work from time to time, but basically just traveling via horseback. So that was kind of cool. We stopped and he uh, got me a beer kind of halfway to Sand Point and I kept on going after that, after that little brewery stop and got down to Sand Point, hit a couple breweries, sort of checked out the town, found a place to camp by the water. Um, checked it out a little more the next day and started hitching down to Spokane, Washington. Uh, the reason for going to Spokane, so after I, I, whatever happened, all that stuff that I had, the electronics and stuff that I lost on that socky blackout night, uh, some of it I had to reorder, which was annoying because some of it was just like $2, um, like little adapters and stuff, electronic junk and Whatever. I was like, I need to get shipped somewhere, and I'm not sticking around here, so I just decided on Spokane. And, yeah, so it was a mix of stuff that was being sent via Amazon to an Amazon locker, which I was going to be able to pick up at a pharmacy, and then uh, some general delivery stuff to the post office. So, hitched on down to Spokane, checked it out, and I'd been to Spokane once or twice before. So... I kind of walked out of there, and then I found a spot where I could, uh, I think it was Spokane Valley, like a little bit, a little ways out of Spokane. But I found like a good little coffee shop, Panera Bread spot, where I could uh, just kind of get a bunch of writing done. I'm like, if I got to wait for a few days, this will be a good spot. And I found a a little spot down by the river. Uh, It was pretty good, actually. A good little campsite, totally out of the way. actually so private that when I woke up in the morning and I just walked down to look at the river, I realized it was a pretty private spot. It was like a bend in the river where no one could see me. So I was even able to dip in there and like wash off and all that good stuff. And, uh, yeah, get some writing done. And eventually I realized that another friend of mine was road tripping with her mom, uh, through the area to Coeur d'Alene, staying with her aunt there. So I ended up catching up with her for a few days while I was waiting for more of the packages to show up and all that junk and yeah I got to the point where there's just one package left and it was running late and I think it was going to get there but not until Monday so I had the whole weekend so I decided to hitchhike down to uh, Lewiston Idaho I had another friend road tripping so I was able to catch up with him for uh, a few beers there in Lewiston Idaho like I think it was like two hours south so it was kind of a weird move to uh go all the way down and then have to come back up but uh it was worth it just to catch up with him and but yeah that's what i had to do then i camped out there and then the next day had to uh walk aways and hitchhike back up to spokane halfway there i dealt with like a weird police situation so it's halfway there some town some junction standing there for a few minutes and then this cop passes me and then slows and then i he like U-turned, and now I'm, I'm like, God damn it, just sort of expecting that he's going to come and stop and ask to see my ID and ask what I'm doing, blah, 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 just kind of probably give me a hard time or whatever he's going to do. But no, he just like parked on the opposite side of the road, maybe like 20, 30 yards behind me, and just never got out of his car, never said anything. He was just like hanging out there, waiting. I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> It was really annoying because people would drive by and I could see through the windshield. I could see them like some people would kind of look at me and then they'd glance over at him and be like, what the hell? And keep driving, you know, like it's just a weird scene. And I wasn't sure what he was doing, you know, just staking me out. 
so I had one weird thing happen once, like just in like Slidell on the way to New Orleans, hitchhiking there with uh, with somebody, some girl I was with that I can't remember. It doesn't matter, but uh, uh, we we never saw the cop waiting, but there I guess there was a cop watching us because a car finally stopped and picked us up, and right then the cop like flashed the lights and came over and I checked our IDs. It was like he was waiting for us to get a ride before messing with us. Luckily, the people who gave us a ride were like, what a dick, rather than being like extra suspicious or something. So I don't know. I was like, maybe he's doing that. But either way, he was there for like 45 minutes, an hour, and I was not getting a ride because who's going to stop with a cop right there? It's just a weird thing. But finally, he drove off and whatever. I got moving and finally got uh, just south of Spokane to a good place to camp. Uh... And it was Monday morning. The next morning I woke up, so I was able to go to the post office, pick up the final little deal that I needed, and kind of kept it moving after that. Just walked right out. I had no reason to stick around in Spokane, so just turned right back south. Uh, that night I ended up getting a ride. Uh, I was aiming for a McCall at this point. Because like I said, I've just been like totally winging it. Like, just every day just deciding whether I want to stick around where I'm at or where to go next kind of thing. So some people have been telling me McCall, Idaho is cool. So I'm like, all right, let me see if it's true. Started hitching down there and got a ride from this girl who was going just past Lewiston. And she's like, uh, if you want, I can call my husband. If he's cool with it, like you can come crash for a night and can have a big meal and hang out. And I was like, Hell yeah, you seem cool, so I'm sure he's cool too. All this sounds cool. So yeah, he was alright with it. Went there, and they've got this uh, property they're still working on, uh, digging out stuff. I actually helped them dig. Oh yeah, I think they gave me like 20 bucks or something for helping dig for an hour or something. That was cool. And yeah, just kind of hung out with them for the night, had a big meal. Dude was a blacksmith, and he was making these dab tools. He worked at a head shop. Uh, part of the time so I was curious about that and he was just like yeah it takes less than an hour let me show you how it's done so he like fired up the forge and made this little uh dab tool and uh, afterwards just gave it to me it's like oh that's cool <laughs> I mean I'll, I'll smoke weed once in a while I'm not really doing dabs but just uh to get this little little tool after having watching after watching him make it uh it's pretty neat uh, so yeah, and he gave me like some fishing stuff and actually he gave me a ride and then he's like, I'm going fishing if you want to go fishing. So it was in the direction of McCall. So I, he's like, yeah, if I catch a fish, I'll, I'll fillet it out and give it to you. I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> so I hung out on the dock with him for like an hour and it was just maybe the wrong time of day or something. He didn't catch a thing. Uh, so he gave me a ride back to the road and kept it moving. Ended up getting a ride from a really nice truck driver. He drove me kind of out of his way to McCall and yeah McCall McCall was uh it was okay I feel like it's a place I need to go back to with like I don't know different vibes like it was kind of I mean not kind of it was really on the touristy side just kind of a a turn off and everything was packed um I think there was like three breweries in town two were closed on the day I was there, and the one I went to was just super busy to the point where, like, the hostess lady was just like, you can drink a beer outside here on the bench. It's <laughs> like, all right, whatever. I'll do that. And uh, I finished the beer, and then I just asked her and uh, some other waitress who was walking by. I was like, where's just a bar that's just, like, 
just real crappy like not crappy but just like cheap just like a dive bar just like somewhere i can go um before i find a place to camp and they told me to go to the hockey rink and a place called the yacht club i'm like yacht club sounds fancy as hell and they're like it is not <laughs> it is very much not fancy I'm like all right and what's with the deal with the hockey rink and they're just like cheap drinks i'm like all right it's a small town so i walked over to the hockey rink not too far away five ten minute walk at most and sure enough i'm drinking beers in the hockey rink talking to a bunch of people uh getting yelled at because i asked them to put the basketball game on but uh it was cool as hell they're real nice to me and two dollar beers two dollar local beers like uh, vanilla porters i believe it was so and then uh they let me finish watching the game and I walked across the street to this yacht club, which was, yeah, just a dive bar. They had a shuffleboard table, so I just dominated the shuffleboard table for hours and challenged people <laughs> all night drinking uh, cheapo PBRs. And, yeah, someone at the hockey rink had told me a, a cool place where I could camp near the high school. I guess there's a lot of woods there, and sure enough, there were. So I found a place to camp, got it moving. And I was walking around thinking uh, maybe I'd spend another day or maybe I'd continue on to Boise. I had a friend down there. I already hit him up, and he was cool with me coming to visit. And that's when uh, some of the sake mystery. So I get an anonymous phone call, which I never pick up. I basically don't pick up any number I don't recognize. Uh, but they left a voicemail. It was a deputy. Deputy of a Kalispell. And he's like, hey, uh, we found your bag. <laughs> Can you give me a call? And I had just completely written it off, you know? It's like, what the hell? Like, literally, I'd gotten all the packages back. I'd replaced, you know, everything I could kind of afford to and everything that was worth it. There was a few little knickknacks and junk that I, you know, couldn't technically replace. But, uh, yeah, I'd almost forgotten about it. So I call him back, and I'm like, what the hell? You got my bag? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. So apparently, like, homeowners association dude was... uh doing landscaping or something and somewhere near the property closest to the property where I'd woken up that woman's house that I'd somehow wound up on he had found the bag and then brought it to that house because it was the closest one said hey is this your bag and I guess she was like oh that sketchy note from <laughs> whoever was inside my house um and yeah called the cops and freaking amazing i thought that was gone forever so who knows what happened i guess i must have dropped it hop in the fence i really wish i could because i've walked back there so much like looking for it on the slide trying not to be seen by anyone <laughs> i yeah i wish i knew exactly where he found it but it was it was found so clearly it must have dropped it somehow around there but amazing. He's like, uh, yeah, do you want to come pick it up? And I'm like, I'm in Idaho now. He's like, all right, where can we mail it? So I'm like, oh, shit, sweet. So I gave him an address to mail it to. Just told him to mail it to my buddy in uh, uh, Mississippi. It's just the first address I could think of. And buddy in Mississippi's cool as hell. So I'm just moving some stuff around here. Um, yeah, so... Of my stuff is back and actually they must have express shipped it because like two days later my buddy sent me a picture he's like hey you got a package I'm like oh shit so bonus so i got a bunch of stuff i got all my stuff back even though i had replaced some of it but 
now I can like uh, sell some of it or backups, whatever. Freaking amazing. <laughs> Unbelievable. So yeah, that was a crazy little phone call. And yeah, that just walked through my call and I'm like, let me get the hell out of here. <laughs> no, no more breweries are open. Pretty touristy. And I, I couldn't see anything right away that looked like worth doing. So started hitchhiking out of McCall. Uh, pretty easily got a ride down to Boise. And my buddy there picked me up. Uh, this is a friend who actually I was in Boise years ago at an old Chicago, uh, which is like a chain brewery restaurant, not brewery, uh, but a chain restaurant that always carries a lot of beers, a lot of beers on tap, a lot of bottles of beer. And uh, anyways, I was sitting there in Boise one day and this guy worked there. He was a chef and just noticed my backpack and started talking and started kicking me some free beers. And I think he made me like a, a burger free and junk. And uh, we ended up staying in touch. And whenever I come through Boise, like usually hang out and spend a night or something. So uh, yeah, I was able to spend a few nights. Him and his uh, girlfriend put me up there. And yeah, it's had a hell of a good time, actually. Um we went out like gem hunting and went on a little hike. That's like one of his things that he does is searches through Idaho for all these like rocks and gems and stuff. So that was uh, pretty fun. Just hanging with him doing that. And then, uh, there's this girl who picked me up hitchhiking out of Boise once and, uh, we hit it off. And so I hit her up and then ended up uh, spending a couple nights with her uh, in Boise. Actually, my friend lived in Nampa, the other guy, which is just really close to Boise, but she lived in Boise proper. So hung out with her for a couple nights, kicking it, uh, went to a party with some of her friends. One of her friends was like, I mentioned the whole blacksmith thing and the dab tool. And he was really into to that. And he's like, <laughs> and like I said, I wasn't going to keep it. I was just kind of stoked to get it in the story, but he really liked it. So I'm like, dude, it's yours. You know, I had to pass this on to somebody. So he's like, dude, sweet give you like a 10 strip acid which i forgot to grab but um yeah it's like that's a pretty sweet trade he's stoked on and everyone's stoked good times all around so yeah finally i was like all right um i think i'll go to salt lake city next because i got a good friend there and i'm like haven't seen him in a little bit since december or something so that was the next move and i'm just kind of you know slowly making my way um, I got a ride as far as Twin Falls, Idaho, and then I was walk. I got dropped off at a truck stop after a pickup ride in the back of a pickup truck, and I was like, "Let me uh, walk back to the highway." And while I was walking back, some dude's like, "Hey, you need a ride into town?" And I knew I probably wouldn't make it all the way to Salt Lake, so I was like, "Ah, screw it." So he drove me into Twin Falls, and this dude just started giving me the tour. Like, <laughs> hold on, I'm just trying to move around here take another sip of beer i'm just sitting on the floor here so I'm trying to stay comfy i'll tell you about the spot i'm at when i get to it um here in minneapolis my buddy's house it's brand new i'll tell you about it uh yeah so this guy's driving me all over twin falls he's like this is where they base jump and this is uh the schools and <laughs> just really giving me like impromptu like tour so i'm like all right it's strange but whatever uh, and finally he drops me off at a brewery could you have guessed it <laughs> so i go to this brewery it's just pretty uh pretty just okay and 
then I wound up at just like some, there's a Buffalo Wild Wings, actually. It's just like the last bar in the stretch. And I'm like, let me uh, get some beers, watch the game. Uh, so I'm just like nursing the cheapest beers that they got there. And uh, finally, I'm like, I'm going to go camp. And I camped in just the dumbest spot. I ended up getting up at like three in the morning or no, more like four or five in the morning. Like you dummy. <laughs> I was just tired and I like slept between these two guardrails going down this hill that I thought was like pretty hidden. And then sure enough, like four or five in the morning, I heard someone like bicycle by and I'm like, it was real close. Once the sun comes up, I'm, this was dumb. So I, I walked all the way down the hill and uh, down uh, into like a nature trail and slept a little bit more there popped up and uh yeah kept it moving to uh salt lake and i got a really good ride next this guy picked me up in a big van with his uh son and they'd gone on just like a whirlwind like three day they covered a lot of miles thousands of miles like ghost tour kind of thing they were just going to like graveyards and haunted lakes and haunted houses uh yeah ghost towns and stuff and now they're on their way back to ogden which is just north of salt lake city and part of the way there, he's like, yeah, if you want, I own this, like, a uh, big Mexican restaurant so I can, like, fill you full of food and then uh, put you on the train to Salt Lake. And I'm like, hell yeah, <laughs> I'm into that. So that's what we did. We got there to his restaurant. It was a big restaurant, too. I can't remember the name of it. Sorry, I'd give him a shout-out. Um, maybe it'll come to me. Probably not, though. Uh but yeah, it was awesome. So I just got like a chimichanga and some horchata, you know, <laughs> like loaded up. And uh, yeah, they took me to the uh, train platform and got me a train to Salt Lake. It was like an hour train. Boom. Got to Salt Lake. Started kicking around. Caught up with my friend. Ended up spending a few days down there. Uh, went climbing one day with uh, one guy, one friend of mine there. Uh, went on some some hikes and stuff. Just... Yeah, Doug Salt Lake, some breweries, Epic Brewery. Shout out to them. One of my one of my favorite breweries. They're in Salt Lake. They're also in Denver. And I wound up with the one in Denver too. Getting to that. Uh yeah, good times in Salt Lake. And while I was in Salt Lake, what I guess I was like Yeah, I guess I'll go to Denver next. And I was just thinking of the different routes I could go and part of me was like, maybe I'll go down to Durango and Telluride and I didn't want to go across I eighty and Finally, I just like decided to, yeah, just kind of go straight to Denver, but through, um, what is that road? I don't know. Just down through the canyon and yeah, I did a lot of walking that day and got a ride from this like bachelor party of these like 20 year olds or 22 year olds gave me some slices of pizza. They were going to a uh, solitude to have their little bachelor party. And I caught a ride from this other guy, got me into Heber City, that's where it was, Heber City, dropped me off at a, a spot there, and I ended up having to walk like a couple hours to find a, a campsite, but that was okay. And yeah, the next day I got a ride from someone going over the border to buy weed in uh, Colorado, Dinosaur, Colorado, <laughs> and then this awesome girl picked me up. She had just been crying or something, and she'd never picked up a hitchhiker. She just had some drama with, like, a friend and her sister or something like that, and real cool. And she's like, I don't know why, but I see hitchhikers all the time. Never picked one up, but 
felt like picking you up. So, and she was, she said she was going to Denver. She was actually going all the way to Fort Collins. Uh, so yeah, we rode, we stopped somewhere, got some Mexican food, picked up a couple beers. Um, she didn't want to drink while she was driving cause she didn't have a license or her license was suspended. I guess. So, uh, yeah, finally got to Fort Collins, like pretty late one in the morning thereabouts, but she knew a place where I could camp. She said she would have let me uh, crash with her, but she had a 16 year old girl and whatever. I get it. Um, but yeah, super cool. So we're actually still in touch. Uh, and I camped there and hitched down to Denver the next day. And I got a buddy there and his girlfriend and just caught up with them for a few days. And then there's this, uh, dude I went to middle school and high school with and I hadn't seen him since then and he's a chef at this place we went there ended up being super high end holy crap I mean buddy hooked me up a little bit but that was an expensive ass meal luckily my buddy just like slapped like 150 bucks on the table and covered the tab I was like holy crap I was not not expecting that at all I was not expecting it to be that expensive or for him to throw down or anything and yeah the food was so damn good though like one of the best meals I've had in a while. It's just like <laughs> tray after tray of this different food that we're all sharing. Just like crispy pork and beef and badass chicken. And damn, it was good. Surprising. But um, yeah, besides that, hit up some breweries. Epic, of course, and a few others. And just uh, had a really good time with my friends there. And yeah, they're kind of like up for like a day adventure somewhere. And they're like, what direction are you going to? And at first when I got there, I was thinking I was going to go to Albuquerque. I've got a friend who is uh, trying to get me down there and I was looking forward to hanging out with her. And then she went to Kansas city and it seemed like she was not going to go back to Albuquerque. Like a five day trip was going to turn into a never going back to Albuquerque. Can't blame her. So I was like, all right, well I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to Albuquerque if she's not there. I do have another friend I really want to see down there, but um, yeah, maybe uh, maybe later this winter or something. I don't know. But I was like, all right, well, the guy I was staying with, his brother lives in Minneapolis, which is, spoiler, where, where I'm at now. And I'm like, I do really want to see him. It's been a while. And I've kind of been trying to stick to the northern states uh, while it's like... Uh, still warm enough to really enjoy him because with all this uh covid stuff the last i checked like a few weeks ago a lot of countries are not letting uh people with u.s passports in there or they have like some pretty wild restrictions so i'm just kind of getting the idea that i might not be able to leave the country uh maybe mexico i've got a friend in mexico she said it's all clear down there uh, but other than that doesn't seem like I'll be able to leave the country maybe until next spring or something. So if I have to stay in the United States, I might as well uh, use up all these northern states while the weather is good so I don't get burned out on, like, Texas, Florida, Arizona, New Mexico, and all that stuff when those are the only places that are kind of warm. So more reason to go to Minneapolis. So, yeah. So anyways, like I said, my buddy and his girlfriend, they kind of want to go on, like, a little day trip adventure anyways. So instead of going down south, I was like, well, now I'm going north. So we decided to go to Fort Collins, hit up some uh, brewery spots, and they kind of dropped me off there and camped out, found a spot for the night. 
I uh, hit the road in the morning. I got a ride to Cheyenne to the junction of like I-80 and 25. And I stopped at a truck stop just to like kind of reevaluate, reevaluate exactly what I was going to do. Uh, I kind of wanted to go up to like North Dakota because um, I never go up there because there's, I don't know, there's not much up there. <laughs> but like, I don't know. It's got to be something, right? So I was like, maybe I'll, yeah, I'll head up there and I'll go through Bismarck and Fargo and then and then down to Minneapolis that way. Um, but I looked at the, the map and then I looked at the weather and there's just about to be this giant cold snap and rain, like pretty much everywhere from where I was standing all the way to, uh, the Dakotas and stuff. So it's going to be getting like below freezing and raining the next couple of days. So I'm like, ah, shit. Well, and then I just decided to hit up my buddy in Minneapolis and tell him I was thinking of coming. And he was saying it'd be best if I waited till, uh, later in the week because he was buying this house, which I'll get to. Um, so it's like, ah, crap. So I'm kind of like there just debating what I'm going to do. I'm like, well, I don't want to go all the way up to the Dakotas if it's just going to not really be anything up there and it's going to be rainy and cold and I'm just going to be camping. Um, so I'm like, maybe I should go across I-80. And I'm like, maybe I should hang out here for a couple days and then book it <laughs> when it gets cold. So I'm just thinking about all this stuff, and I'm like, and then there's my buddy in Lincoln, uh, the one who put me up in the hotel room in Whitefish and hung out, and I'm like, well, he lives in Lincoln, and that's like halfway to Minneapolis. I'm like, it would be cool to see his new place and hang out with him again. So I just decided to walk down I-80 to a couple exits up because it looked like there's like some places I could camp up there, and there's a coffee shop and a couple breweries, and I'm like, let me walk up there and kind of lazily stick my thumb out, not even face traffic. And if someone picks me up, let's roll the dice and see what happens. And if no one picks me up, maybe I'll just go in and I'll start writing and I'll hang out in Cheyenne for a day or two and just write and write and write and write, <laughs> maybe drink some beers and, uh, camp out. But, uh, sure enough, truck driver picked me up like a quarter mile before I was about to get off the highway and he was going to Alabama. <laughs> so I was like, oh shit. All right. Um, and going to Alabama means he was going to be going through uh, Lincoln and he said Kansas City. So I was like, oh shit. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll go directly to Kansas City now. He's going there. Um, so I'm like, all right. So now I got all these options in my head and we're cruising, we're ch uh, talking. And uh, he was a funny dude. I don't think he's picked up a hitchhiker before, but. Um, I think he was kind of trying to hit on me at one point too. Uh, the first thing he did was like, give me like, it was called like dude shower. Uh, it was just, I don't know. It was just like a gigantic, uh, wet nap or something. So as soon as I got in, he's like, uh, you probably are sweaty as hell. Why don't you use this? So went and, uh, wiped off with that thing. And then, um, uh, we stopped at a, a steak place next to a truck stop that he'd been to once before. He got this big ass prime rib. It was so good. We split that. Oh my God. It was just like, kind of fatty and juicy and tender and delicious twice baked potato bacon Woo! <laughs> oh man it was so good it was yeah really good we chowed that down and then started cruising and then i realized that he'd been on the road truckers can only drive like uh, i think it's 10 and a half hours at a time so i'm like he's not getting to kansas city and he mentioned something about grinder he just made some random uh, comment like are you on grinder and i was like no <laughs> If you don't know what Grinder is, it's like the gay version of 
at least I'm pretty sure it is the gay version of like Tinder or Bumble or something. Just like a, you know, impromptu dating app. And I don't know, he was, he was pretty chill, but like, I don't know, that comment kind of threw me and like a couple other ones. And, uh, basically I was just like, if he's not going all the way to Kansas city and he's making comments like this and we're going to have to stop somewhere and potentially he'll offer to let me sleep in there. I don't know. There could just potential for awkwardness there. I was thinking about that. And then just looking at the map and doing the math, I'm like, well, he's going to probably get to Lincoln <laughs> and not much further. So I'm like, so I hit up my buddy in Lincoln. I was like, Hey, I'm looks like I might be getting there uh, tonight. Um, if you're down to hang out and it might be late. And he was like, hundred percent. Awesome. Cool. Doesn't matter what time. So I was like, all right, sweet. So that, that became the plan. And, uh, yeah, this truck driver, so I alluded to a baby eating in the beginning of this podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're talking about all kinds of stuff, him and I, and, uh, and then it just takes his turn to conspiracies and stuff. And he's talking about black lives matter. And he's like, white people are going to have it way worse. And I don't know, saying all these things and like, all right, and then mentioning conspiracies and then asking me how much I know about different conspiracies. And like, I've heard a few and this and that. And then he starts talking about this QAnon thing, which I had like, I've heard about peripherally. And I knew it had something to do with like pedophiles and stuff. But uh, he's like, are you kidding me? You don't know about this? Like, <laughs> and he was into it. So he like pulled up the documentary on his big ass phone and like made me watch like I think it was like a two hour documentary that he kept he'd like pause it and like give me more information it was some insanity I don't know if you guys have heard of this whole thing QAnon thing oh my god this dude went deep on it it's pretty wild there's like Hillary Clinton cutting off 10 year old girls faces to scare the crap out of them so they like release adrenaline so she can drink their blood (laughs) like that's what that stuff is all about, apparently. I had no idea. It is some pretty wild stuff. Folks drinking people's blood for adrenochrome or something. Something about getting their adrenaline just getting high as hell. I'm like, I don't know about all this, man. Like, And then I guess Donald Trump is supposed to be like passing out hints. Like he, It's his goal in life to shut down all these like pedophile, satanic, blood ritual elites and dropping hints by drinking water funny to pull attention to the fact that his water bottle says Fiji, which is a clue and there's something going on in Fiji. I don't know, oh man, it was insanity. <laughs> but this guy was really into it and just like stark and serious about it. It's like, all right, man, this is how the other half lives. Holy crap. So <laughs> man, that was terrifying. I had some weird dreams that night because yeah, the whole cutting off the face thing. I was like, oh my god, they, they describe that in way more detail than I will here. But I was just like, all right, <laughs> that's what occupies your mind and time. Cool. So yeah, he dropped me off with all that on my mind. I'm like, all right. Luckily, my buddy came and picked me up and had a beer. So <laughs> drove back to his place drinking a, an IPA, and. Um, yeah, ended up uh, waiting out all the rain. It rained uh, for the next couple of days, got cold. I put pants on for the first time in months. I'm going to take a sip of beer after all that blood drinking stuff. Did you guys know about that? 
That is nuts. It really is nuts. I mean, I knew it's pedophilia or something, but oh my god, people are into it. I get there's someone named Q who like drops clues on some sort of like site and people decipher it. It's deep. It's deep. <laughs> if you want to freak yourself out, go ahead and Google around for that. Ruin your search history forever. Um, yeah. So, anyways, Lincoln, uh, my buddy and his wife and um, son and daughter kicking around. They didn't live there, but they lived in town. So I was hanging out with them. And then uh, son's friend lived in a kind of a clubhouse in the backyard. Pretty cool yard. He had like four disc golf holes and uh, just real cool. Everybody involved it was awesome. So. Yeah, we hit up some cool spots, and but basically I just hung out and started writing. I'm starting to write like a, another book, which I'll tell you more about once I actually get a little deeper into it. Uh, but I was getting some writing done for that, and yeah, just rainy days, waiting that out. And finally I was like, all right, time to continue on to Minneapolis. So I got a ride in the morning, and this is just the other day now, getting towards the present time, and... Yeah, he gave me a ride out of town, close to Omaha. Uh, stuck my thumb out there, got a ride to Omaha, and it was this guy and this woman, and they're like, we're going to this tire place because our car's getting towed, and whatever, if you come with us, it'll be like half an hour, and then we can give you a ride to the other side of the city to a better spot. So I'm like, all right, that's probably worth it. Uh, it ended up being more like an hour, and he ended up dropping me off basically in the same spot, so it was kind of like a wash. <laughs> I was like, all right. It's kind of burned an hour there uh, for nothing. And then I'm just walking on the highway, and it gets to the point where I'm pretty much going to be walking over the river to uh, Iowa. Uh, and luckily, a guy picked me up on the highway there and just gave me, you know, one of those badass, like, 10, 15-mile rides that really makes a difference I've mentioned before that I really like. Uh, yeah, that's, so that saved me some time. And on the other side there in Iowa, I think it's Council Bluffs on the other side of Omaha, I'm walking and uh, finally this guy picks me up and he said he was just going like 30 miles. So I'm like, all right, I'll, you know, take every ride basically uh, cruising. And, you know, at this point I'm still f between five and six hours from Minneapolis. The next real big city is Des Moines, which is like the halfway point. And that's only really the the only real big city between me and Minneapolis. So I'm like still thinking maybe I'll make it in in a day. But anyways, this guy's uh, pretty cool and asked me a bunch of questions and and then uh, he's like, yeah, I live on this uh, farm just right off the highway. He's like, have you eaten today? Like, uh, do you want to come back and get some lunch? And then you can either hop the fence to I-80 or give me a ride back to the uh, the actual exit. And I'm like, uh, yeah, why not? Because it was still, I don't know, like 2, 3 p.m., something like that. Probably around 2 p.m. So I'm like, I, yeah, I can do that. And I was kind of hungry. And he was cool. So rode back. Uh, his girlfriend was there, or wife, rather, was there. She was working from home. Uh, so And he had to do a call himself. So he put me up in this room and gave me a bunch of like sandwich meat and stuff. And he's like, I just got to get on a zoom call. It's going to take like 20, 30 minutes. So I chow down and ended up taking like an hour or something, but he, he came back up and, um, he's like, yeah, wouldn't mind chatting for another minute. You want a beer or something? So he gave me a beer and we were chatting some more, uh, real cool spot. Just looking out on a cornfield and 
had a bunch of chickens and uh, there's a dog there, a couple barn cats kind of outside. Real cool spot, you know, pretty much could barely even see any neighbors. It was right next to the highway, but it's just, you know, rural countryside Iowa. Uh, and then he just started kind of trying to convince me to like stay for the night. And I'm like, um, yeah, definitely wasn't against it, but, uh, it looked like it was going to rain the next day. So I'm like, mm, I mean, today's kind of my window where it's not raining. If I, <laughs> tomorrow I'm going to get rained out. And he's like, well, if you stay till Saturday as in like two nights, he's like, I could just drive you up to Minneapolis. And I'm like, it's like five hours away, dude. He's like, no worries. Um, you seem interesting. I'd like to hang out. So I'm like, uh, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> like, I had only just told my buddy like a day ago that I was going to come to Minneapolis and see him. So he wasn't in a, or a few days ago I told him, but, um, you know, it's not like I was coming here for a certain event or anything. So it's like, all right, cool. Hang out. So yeah, that's what I did. And, uh, they ended up being like super, super cool. So we hung out. Uh, a bunch of beers, of course. I'm take another sip of a beer that he gave me, actually. That's pretty good. I have to drink another one of these next. Zoltan. Zoltan Islandale from Exile Brewing Company, Iowa. Uh, yeah, so we hung out, had a good time. Uh, woke up the next day, uh, chilled out, and then... Yeah, had another good day. He actually had some stuff to do up in Sioux City, which is like an hour and a half drive. Well, not really. We basically just went up there to see like one of his coworkers and hit a brewery. <laughs> and just kind of checked out the city a little bit and then drove back. And he had a, a friend over. So me, his wife, and uh, this other girl just kind of hung out for another night, cooked up a big meal, talked deep into the night. I think I was up until like 3.30 just like chatting. And, uh, yeah, and the next day, fucking A, drove me to, uh, Minneapolis as promised. Pretty incredible. So yeah, a lot of great conversations with him and the wife and everybody. And yeah, pretty crazy. Just drove me all the way up to Minneapolis. As we started getting closer, I guess he started like, uh, hitting up some friends. So he'd at least have something to do. I'm pretty sure he spent the night there too, but, uh, he dropped me off at my buddy Nick's place and here I am. <laughs> so, yeah, like I said, I met Nick up in Alaska uh, ages ago. And, yeah, now he's here in Minneapolis, and he just bought a new house. So, like, just the other day. What's today? Sunday? He's owned the house since Thursday, so they've been painting. And uh, they got a little baby, less than a year old. And they're uh, pretty uh, paranoid about the whole COVID thing, so... Uh, the house was good because uh, they're staying at, there's like a one month overlap or whatever where they're still at their old kind of place. So I'm sleeping here in the house. They're staying there, but uh, you know, just during the day today, we like did a bunch of painting, just throwing mask on or whatever and uh, rolling up all over the house, painting it up. Got a couple coats done today or one coat here, one coat there. Um, yeah, just, uh, catching up. So I'm going to spend another day here or so. And like I said, I'm winging it. Uh, yeah, I'll get into all that, but whoo, man, that's, that's the story. 
that is uh that's what my last month was so let me um play that good old outro music and then i'll tell you a little bit more about what i'm thinking about next and a couple other things and i will leave you with that here we go Alrighty, so yeah, here in Minneapolis, like I said, I'm definitely going to spend the day here tomorrow, and then I think I'm going to take off Tuesday, and uh, yeah, like I said, I'm winging it, I got several ideas, Um, my friend who was in Albuquerque is now in Kansas City, so that's almost a certain stop that I'll be making, but before I get down there... There's a few things going on. There's some dude hiking this big trail. Um, I might try to get up there and get him on the podcast. It's just, it's, I don't know, though. Uh, I'll see. He's walking around the whole perimeter of the United States. He left, like, last July. He's just been walking. But uh, I kind of thought about trying to intercept him because he's in Michigan, going to cross into Wisconsin any day now. I don't know if I'll do that or not. Uh, I got a friend in Madison, Wisconsin, I haven't seen in a while. I think I got a couple friends there. So that seems like a cool place to stop in for a night or two. And I'm kind of thinking about going to Duluth, Duluth, Minnesota. It's like two hours north of here. So right now, if I had to just like decide and choose and put it in stone, I would uh, hitchhike from here to Duluth go down to Madison, and then wind my way down to uh, Kansas City. So maybe that's what'll happen. What's going to happen, I don't know. Uh, but that's my loose plans at the moment. Uh, should be good. Should be good all around. Uh, just enjoying the last of the, the good weather up here. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> should be fine. I think tomorrow we're going to feast on chicken wings and stuff, so... Just get excited for that. Well, that's it, you guys. Uh, hope you guys are all having fun, doing whatever you're doing. And, uh, yeah. If I don't see you soon, I'll see you somewhere down the road. All right. There you go.